Welcome to Piercing the Veil on BBSRadio.com, a show for truth seekers and rebels. Join us every week as we obliterate willful ignorance, corruption, globalist agendas, and more. Tune in every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Pacific, and listen carefully as we provide crucial solutions, information awareness, and unique life hacks to improve our planet. Pierce the veil, and the truth will reveal itself. All right. Greetings, world. Welcome back to a very special episode of Piercing the Veil Radio. We have an extremely special guest today, somebody that I hold in very high regard and uh, you know, consider one of my mentors, if uh, that's something I could say there. Uh, his name is Jonah Bay, and he's been in the what you would call the freedom or liberty movement, for lack of a better term. For uh, you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Jonah, at a later time, but over 20 years. Um, I've only been in for about 10 or 15 and there's just little pieces that I've yet to put together that I'm always searching for uh, current information. And he is one of the best, if only, sources that I've seen that are doing it right. And I do see a lot of guru guys that are coming in here and saying, oh, I know how to do this, and I know how to do that. And the one thing that I've seen with Jonah consistently, Jonah Bay, uh, that is, is using their own laws as a framework or a template to find or exercise a remedy. So rather than making up some crazy analysis or saying, oh, that law really says this, or hey, look at this case law, he spent hundreds if not thousands of hours, like myself, researching and actually reading and understanding or overstanding, if you will, reading multiple times these laws, these statutes, these codes, these slavery um, mechanisms, if you will, and the remedy is typically contained right within the codes. And so he has made a successful, um, I wouldn't call it a business because he, he helps people. It's like an uh, unincorporated association that he's operating through. Uh, but he's made a great success on assisting people to come to an understanding of the actual keys or the linchpins or the, the main crux of where the modern debt slavery system is being propped up or how it's been exercised against you and your person and your estate. Uh, for about a hundred years going on now, uh, almost since 1913 and a little bit before they've been doing this real hard against the American people, uh, use of fructing trade names, so on and so forth. So we've got a really, really great show for you today. I don't believe that Corey's going to make it on time. He may pop in the show later. I uh, really would like him to come on. He's been wanting to talk to Jonah for a while as well. Uh, but that being said, uh, without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and let him, uh, Jonah, introduce himself. And so welcome to the show, Jonah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I don't know if I could live up to everything that you said. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if you were talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the best qualities of somebody who does it right, man, is, is humbleness and modesty, so I really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much. You're quite welcome. Uh, I don't really know about me being humble. I, I don't even like that word. Most people have never even looked up that word, and I would tell you that's part of the reason why uh, we're in this debt slavery is the word humble. Ooh, okay, tell me more. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I did this. They went... Uh, they went crazy on Facebook and on the radio when I 
actually read the definition. All right, humble. And I just went to Google. I mean, I use all those booby years, black laws, and all that, but I personally like using real, regular uh, dictionaries, and I look up quite a few of them, about nine. Whoa. Thing. Yeah, for one definition. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm looking at it right now. Holy shit, Jonah. Holy you, crap. Oh, my God. Having or showing a modest, low esteem of one's own importance, and the synonyms is meek, differential, respectful, submissive, and distant, self-effectuating, unassertive, more, unpresuming, modest, unassuming, self-depreciating, subdued. Now, uh, and then here's the next one, a low social administrative or political rank. Poor, that's the one I'm. That's the one I'm looking at. Me, yeah, and then lower in, in dignity or importance. Yeah, they want us <laughs> to be modest so we could be low on the social plane. Man, okay, so you it's just blew my mind, and we haven't even been five minutes in the show yet. To debase yourself, it's one of the worst words I ever looked up. No, I one hereby re- I retract my statement based on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say I think of myself like everyone else. Good, 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 good. All right, well, let's. Uh, who are I, you? I, let's I, get into I, that. Um, if you can maybe give okay, however um, you want to say that. Um, that's a deep question for most people. Uh, but if I? people needed to know what you're about, what would you tell them? Okay, I would say that I was like everyone else, except for I was uh, raised by my mom's Jehovah's Witness. And I had mad questions with that. That's actually what started my my quest. I didn't take to that story. Mm. Um, then, uh, you know, I was always one to question. Then I went to school and questioned. Uh, I, got, I got a degree in engineering. And then uh, these people, uh, you know, uh, I got laid off because of 9-11. And uh, they still wanted that child support, oh. and they didn't—they didn't lower the payment at all. So they were literally taking the uh, unemployment check, and they were still locking me up. Mm-hmm. And I had a lawyer. How that, that was—that's <laughs> what created Jonah Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you were forged in the fire of family law, and I was forged in the fire of municipal traffic tickets. That's what I did back in high school, man. Mm -hmm. I was, like, just sitting there in the courtroom learning everything I could and listening to these lawyers and what they kept saying in every single case. And uh, it sounds like, uh, so they were double-dipping on you, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, I actually, the day that they locked me up, they put me in, uh, what is it called, when you get... Uh, let out every day to go work. Oh, uh, work release or weekend warriors? Yeah, work release. They had me in work release. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they let me out every day. But since I wasn't like everyone else, I was actually working my business. So I got less. They let me out and I had to go to work. So I didn't see my family or nothing where every every other guy was just, you know, walking around bullshitting. I had to keep on working. Uh. And the funny thing was, I showed them a zero account 
for what they claimed I owed. I showed them it was paid off. I showed them the check where I paid it because I had sold one of my properties to do it. They mm-hmm. still locked me up. So then when they knew it was already paid, they said they couldn't let me out until the judge that put me in came back from vacation. He left God, two months. <laughs> he left for two months. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, so where did you go from there? Uh, well, see, I was in there, and I, like I said, I had a lawyer. He used to be the district attorney for uh, DeKalb County. His name was Mr. Sinclair. And he was a family friend for a long time. And I was like, uh, Mr. Sinclair, how can they lock me up in the first place when Georgia Constitution says you can't be locked up for owing a debt? He mm-hmm. says, oh, that don't apply. I said, how does it not apply? It's the law of the land. I said, that, that's the highest law, right? Yeah, but it, 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 it don't, you, you're being held for contempt. I says, wait a minute. Contempt for what, right? They claimed I didn't pay. We know I did, but how do you get held for contempt for a bill? That's the same as being locked up for a bill. Oh man, he hushed. There's me. always yeah. Go ahead. He hushed me and all, and I said, "Man, there's something wrong. There's something seriously wrong with this system." John, I gotta, I gotta thank you for that story uh, because I've gone through similar things, and even recently, after a seminar I went to, you know, I got pulled over in Montrose for traveling, mm-hmm. and they locked me up and hit me with five felonies. Told me, oh, the visiting judge or the regular judge is sick. The visiting judge is on vacation. He won't be back for a couple weeks. So unless you bail out, you're not going to see a judge. Oh, by the way, you can't bail out through a regular bail bondsman because that guy, the only guy in this whole podunk town, is not here. And you have to do a cash bailout from this machine. And oh, you're going to lose your motorcycle if you don't get yourself out in three days. So I, I hear a, a big thing in the freedom movement now or the uh, gurus that are teaching these things. It's like, if you do this, they have to, or they have to follow this, or they have to do this, and Bullshit. they're going to do this. Bullshit. They don't even follow their own damn rules. And even when you, Bullshit. like you said, when you call, call their own damn rules out in front of them and say, well, excuse me, isn't this, you know, there's a disconnect here. There's some cognitive dissonance going on. You can't have this and then also tell me that this applies to me. It's either one or the other, bud. You can't have both. What's going on? Oh, well, it's both. Stay in jail. Well, Bye. Well, they did. They they made us offers, and because we didn't turn down the offers officially, the way they prescribed for us to do it, we're still attached to being a, a an elitist, a straw man, a Fourteenth Amendment. That's right. So, and these and offers you it talk doesn't of- matter how many affidavits we do and write to these people if you don't do it according to their procedure, their system won't recognize it. Exactly. And even the guys that are having these quasi-successes or getting halfway out are still being fucked with on a certain scale. And what you said yes. is so important. Um, you know, yes, there's, there's all these... Go ahead. They haven't gotten rid of the quasi-claim. That's right. The foundational Listen, claims. That's the presumption. Tell you, yes, the presumption. Uh, and they really don't have a presumption. They really are looking at records to prove that you are down with it. 
Well, yeah, it, know, exactly. You got so that's one thing contact, we, we right? need to go into is uh, okay. is and I want to just most of our listeners know what we're talking about, Jonah, but some of them don't. We got new people from okay. Steemit, so I just want to break this down, and you correct me wherever I'm wrong. Essentially, guys, there is a group of people. Uh, you know, everybody's heard of the Illuminati. They're actually a real group. It was started back in the 1700s by, uh, excuse me, late 1600s by Adam Weishaupt. Uh, he had many, mm -hmm. many sons who operated through many, many different central banks who co-opted many, many royal houses. And thereafter, they got into all different domains of government. They're in the intelligence agencies. They've got agents in banking and finance all over the place. And through certain individuals and powerful bankers, uh, everybody knows the creature from Jekyll Island, which was a meeting in yep. 19, held in 1909, I believe, or 19 something. And they got together and they discussed the creation of the Federal Reserve and the overthrow of the U.S. banking system, which had been tried multiple times throughout the Civil War. Uh, by the way, the Civil War really had nothing to do primarily with slavery. That was a secondary aspect. The primary thing that caused the Civil War is the northern states were uh, the federal government that had been created was completely bankrupt and owed a lot of debts to the Rothschild bankers through the French. They wanted, uh, the, they wanted the South to keep on paying, and they had no yes. representation. They wanted those people to put up their lands and, their, and all those things as collateral and their personal estates. That was the big thing. They were already yep. trying this personal estate shit back yep. then. So yep. they separated, and then... They created the 14th, 13th, 14th Amendment, and the first people to be put under the 14th Amendment was not even people. It was the southern states. They yep. went and forced them to come back under um, gunpoint. And when they did that, they put their puppets in there, and they went under the 14th Amendment. It became the state of. That was the Most first people, 14th Amendment. That's right. And thank you for clearing that up, because I hear a lot of people, and especially gurus, talking about the 14th Amendment is the root, except they're missing the true uh, cause of that root and what really happened. So everybody talks about, oh, 14th Amendment here and citizenship and blah, blah, blah. And you're the only person I've ever heard say that they applied this shit to the state, the actual organic they state. They applied it to the state. That's how they were able to make the southern states come back into the Union. And that's the same thing they do all around the world today. They, like right. Iraq. Kill them off, yeah. kill off the leader, put their puppet leaders in, and then they bring them into what? Democracy. <laughs> Which is another that, form really. of communism. Democracy is the 14th Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, it, so that I, I promised everybody that we'd get into the linchpins of what's really going on, and we've sort of already kind of jumped ahead into that, the 14th Amendment. I do want to step yeah. back a little bit, give a little bit more history. Um, okay. there were, there, there's basically natural law, uh, and the Bill of Rights that's incorporated into the Constitution is really that natural oh, law beautiful. portion. Everything else is like it's a trust beautiful. and or bankruptcy document. Right. Yes, and so what people also don't realize, Jonah, that you talk about a lot, and I'll, I'll let you get to it in just a second, mm -hmm. but the, the things that came before the Constitution are actually, in, in some regards, m way more powerful and can still be relied way on. Way more powerful, and people don't know when they created the Constitution, they were overthrowing the republic government at that yes. point. Thank you. Okay, so can you get a little the bit more into that? Let's get into that foundation. The Constitution was the overthrow of the the Confederacy. The Confederacy is the states united. 
Yes, and independent still. In in a, in a so yes, would it would yes, it be safe yes. to describe them as an unincorporated association, or did they actually incorporate in that? They were uh, first? they were unincorporated associations, aka Good. countries of their own, and they were always meant to be countries of their own, separate. They were always meant to operate in trade and international trade and not commerce, which is the commerce exactly. is in the debt slave system. They came together to defend their rights on an international level. That's what the Confederacy was for, right? Yes. But everyday life and the people that lived in those um, countries were supposed to be protected from the federal government. And some people would be like, okay, guys, well, why are you talking about 200 years ago? Well, because that's where it all started. And that's the, thing the problem that, now, because they you gotta cut the root. money <laughs> and giving up rights. Oh, man. Okay, so now, uh, just a little bit more. As a constitutionalist, uh, if you look up the word constitutionalist, it says one who pays another one's bill. A constitutor. Yeah. Yeah, a constitutor. Yep. Yep, you heard it before. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, so these and and the definitions of things is something that you're just so famous in my mind for is is being able to just and it's not hard. Somebody just pull up Google, look at it, analyze right. it, and go, how does that apply to what I'm trying to take out of it? And it's very clear, overt sometimes. Like we just read the definition. I had no idea. Thank you. About right. humble. I mean, <laughs> I <laughs> holy think shit. It's it's insane. When I, uh, I studied Islam after I came out of Christianity, and then I started studying the Hindu faiths and all that. I've actually studied every faith on the planet. Now, Good. what I noticed was the devil makes everything that's good seem evil, and everything that's evil seem good. Yes. He reversed it. And uh, that's what we live in today, bizarro world. It's a it's a backwards uh, bizarro world exactly and and here's the thing, most people don't realize that the inversion technique or the satanic inversion, which is what you're talking about, inverting everything, mm -hmm. uh, uh, that that is like an actual energetic control structure. When you flip a polarity of an energetics, it displays different uh, characteristics. There's opposite phenomena and so we're living in a disjointed disorganized yeah. uh centralized world as opposed to a strong independent decentralized world and Absolutely. see there's yes exactly individuality is being destroyed they tell That's our right. kids there's no such things as losers mm. yes there is there's no such <laughs> thing as 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 a uh, failure yes there is there's no oh, such yeah. thing as a dumb question yes it is <laughs> uh, that's true. I get those all the time. Uh, I'm None sure you do too. I mean, I'm like, where do they get these these statements? Because they're making us weaker, and they make us weaker by giving us uh, what we perceive as benefits. Those benefits are handicaps. Now they come with duties. Those look up the word privilege and look up the the word liberty, because I hear a lot of people, Jonah, talk about liberty. And liberty is like smack dab right in the Admiralty Maritime Jurisdiction. It's soldier, right. or excuse me, sailors that were given liberty. You were under mm -hmm. the complete control of the captain. Most people don't realize when the captain leaves 
and you get on the water and he is the only person in charge, he has the power of life and death. He can literally yes, have somebody thrown overboard. Yep. Uh, yeah. And so in the same way, we, we, we see a similar structure with the uh, statist authorities and on different levels, of course. You've got the federal government. You've got well, the— Well, you uh, know, what they did was they, they, they actually made the government or the military above the, the, the civil. Now, that goes against all the constitutions, too. There shall be no greater authority than civil authority, and the military shall always be subordinate to the civil authority, right? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Now, what's funny is, you know, you've got all these gurus that tell people, take your plate off your car and uh, just just drive, because now you're not in commerce. They're setting <laughs> these people up to get locked up in jail. I'm like, listen, you can have the right to travel, but you have to do it through contract. And the contract you have to use is the contract that they already agreed to follow with their oaths. Now, I uh, did what is called a private injunction straight out of the Constitution of Georgia of 1877. And it works like a charm. It does. I got to tell you, and I'll sh we'll get into the basics of that and some other things, but I want to share my story real quick, and I'm sure you've got some okay, as well. Um, when I did the injunction, and you were the person that showed me that, I had no idea about it. I basically, what it is, and you can clear this up in detail, what it is essentially in a nutshell is a, it's a notice process, but it's the right way that you should notice them, and it's the right thing you should notice them with. These are principles exactly. and maxims of equity which are ingrained in natural law, which are ingrained into the Constitution for the state. Yes. I know that you guys, no matter how much you want to pretend like it doesn't exist or pretend like it's not applicable or pretend like I've done something wrong, even though when I did it right, I know that this is the right thing to do by holding you accountable to the principles of this Constitution. And what were some of those principles? Well, one of those was, like we said, there shall be no making of uh, special law, only general law. We didn't get into that. Exactly. Uh, the the um, military shall always be subordinate to the uh, civil. Exactly. And then there, the other main triad, I would call it, or the main one, would be regarding your due process and the protections that are afforded no to you there. No attainer, no ex post facto law, no retroactive law, no law impairing the obligation of contracts, and also... It says that they cannot put anyone in a contract, no person under legal disability, the contract is capable of such consent, which means if you're a baby, that's called legal disability. If you uh, have a mental issue, that's legal disability. So babies and slow people or retards, I hope that don't offend no one. Uh, not at all. You're good. They can't, they can't enter into contracts. So the question Neither can would be, wards of the state. How the hell did they put us under these contracts called the birth certificate and Social Security and the 14th Amendment when you were a baby? Now, can I say something about that, Jonah? There's a lot of people that have been, and myself, for years, I was like, there's so many people saying this is what the birth certificate is. It's a dual trust. It's a this. It's a that. I think that they're using it in in different domains for different purposes in different ways, yeah, in do. the same way you can have different companies. Um, and what what I was recently told, or what I learned from a, a very smart woman named Anna Von Reitz, 
and she's tied in with some of the people that were here. Their families were here who fought the fucking revolution in every war since, like a guy named James Clinton Belcher. He is a uh, family all the way back, uh, one of the signers, I think, of the Declaration of Independence or something like that. But essentially, um, what people don't understand is the Roman civil law or the Roman the, the pagan practices that were incorporated in the Roman civil law are the basis for most of the law and American jurisprudence that we have today. And so some of the foundational documents or contracts that while they are illegal the way they're applied, like you're saying, the birth certificate, the social, and all those types of things, um, while they are there, the practice of using those types of concepts is, is centuries old. And here's what I mean. The, the pagan superstition of naming the afterbirth and assigning the afterbirth in a state that would carry through and follow the human being, or not the human being, the, the, the person or the live infant or the child, it would follow it through its entire life. The same concept as a Roman vassal. Uh, so a, a live person who would go and ride on horseback next to you, next to your side, and announce you everywhere and, and tell people your business and take inquiries mm -hmm. for you, and basically was your go-to, he was like your assistant. That vassal was your estate. He literally was a living embodiment of the estate. Now, that practice grew out of a previous pagan one that I'll describe now. They were superstitious about demonic entities inhabiting the afterbirth or the placenta. So when a child would be born, of course, if you've never seen this, I've delivered a child myself, uh, which was the most beautiful thing. But the placenta comes out a few minutes later, and it's this living connected towards this connected life source yes it's yes the tree of full life of blood full of nutrient has a picture of the tree of life on the placenta bag yes yes it i noticed that it's it's there it's the the essence of goodness the essence of life itself the essence of living of of embodiment is contained within the structure of that as well as the human or the the person mm -hmm. the body so so here we go so what they did is they would name it, and they, if they didn't name it, and if they didn't create an estate for it, they felt that a demon would come in and follow that child for the rest of its life. So it started out as a good <laughs> it thing. Has. Yeah, it yeah. Has. So they it's started out as government. a good thing. But, but now the legal – see, this is the, the justifications that these people use, and Jonah, I'll let you get on this in a second – the legal justifications that these attorneys, the government attorneys and, and people who've created the foundational laws and the systems and, oh, how do we have a birth record? How do we have a social administration? How do we have this? Those guys are, took that Roman civil practice and they modernized it into um, being able to do it over and over and over on a large scale. So what is that practice now? It's the registrations of births and it's the Vatican which actually registers those placentas like they used to, and they claim the DNA of that person. So these foundational documents are claiming the person, they're claiming their soul, they're claiming their DNA, and guess what happens? That estate follows that person through their entire life until somebody like yourself or myself or your clients and everybody rebuts those contracts on the basis of them being void because, well, you know, you guys pretended and pretended like I agreed to this, but I didn't because I was at a disability to contract. So that's my soapbox on the whole birth certificate registration thing, and I, I'd be uh, honored to get your perspective on that, Jonah. Uh, my perspective is quite what you said, but um, I really don't like giving my own opinion on stuff. 
So I do what I always do. I take you to their laws and show you this is what it is. So I just pulled up the 14th Amendment of uh, the Constitution, right? And it says, all persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and the state wherein they reside. Now, what you just described is when they did the registration and took over the placenta, they just proclaimed, and the birth record is the proof that you were born into the United States. Right? Yes, and then now, what, everyone, what happens, Jonah, what happens five years later when we don't know any of this and the infant or their parents doesn't come reclaim that person under the law of admiralty, uh, anybody who's gone at sea for five years or more who doesn't return, presumed <laughs> dead, dead, lost beyond the sea. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, now, so what are they the doing to the estate then? Aren't they administering in, the estate for you? Yes, they are. And everyone else that came in was naturalized, so they're under the 14th Amendment. Mm. Now, what, mm-hmm. what's, what's crazy about this is it then tells you no state shall make or enforce any law which abridge the privileges or many immunities of citizens of the United States. It just said that the United States gets to tell its 14th Amendment citizens what to do, not the state. The state needs to mind its business. <laughs> That's what it just said. Oh, right? man. So it just told you that you ain't no state citizen. When you're 14th Amendment, the Fed is above the state. And, and there is uh, there's a lot of case law to support what place. you're saying, Jonah, that makes the distinction between two different types of citizenships, a state citizenship mm-hmm. and a U.S. citizenship. Right. Right. And if you go into Section 4... They say U.S. citizens are emancipated slaves. So anyone with a birth certificate is a 14th Amendment. But, you know, the people tried to say it was just for black people. Mm -mm. They did it to the states. They, They set up a corporate structure for everything to be under the federal government called the District of Columbia. They sure did, and there's multiple incorporations of that, multiple bankruptcies, reorganizations, there's a territorial government, there's a a territorial Mm -hmm. U.S. citizen, I should say, there's a municipal U.S. citizen, then you've got the state citizen, just crazy. They've got all these different trusts, all these different trusts working a, a certain way. This is why they won't define exactly what it is. That's right. Now, that's why I call it in legis. And legus means creature of law. Yep. And that's what it is. They use multiple laws for this thing, right? Now, the most interesting part about uh, the 14th Amendment is Section 5. It says, Congress shall have the power to enforce by appropriate legislation the provisions of this article. That means they're now able to create all types of laws to what? To get the money from the people, the public debt. Oh, and what are all those debt. laws? Ex post facto, special yes, bills of attainder. Yes, that's how they're able. They're actually using the Constitution to be able to write the unconstitutional laws. <laughs> this is how deep they are. That makes, you that know, makes perfect sense, Google's though, when you think about how they operate. The they take. don't apply to you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, uh, 
jumped in there. I said, you got gurus out there that say that the Constitution don't apply to you. You're not a party. If it didn't apply to you, they couldn't enslave you. You know what I mean? The 14th Amendment applies to people with birth certificates and applies to U.S. citizens. Right. What they and what they really says, should say is, yeah, they're totally wrong. And they should say that if you are not the the elitist control structures and the posterity that was spoken of in the Constitution to our mm-hmm. posterity, you are not that posterity. Right. You are not. Most people are not. Now, that doesn't mean it doesn't apply to you. But some of those gurus have just said, oh, it doesn't apply. Like, just throw the baby they're out. Not the reading, they're not reading the actual document. You know, and I tell people that all the time. Just because you can recite a word doesn't mean you're reading it. Because That's we right. were raised in the pressure system. Pressure is Germany. And they dumped us down. The school system we have today is Germany's school system to dumb people down. And the thing is, reading is comprehension. It has nothing to do with how well you recite the words. Did you That's right comprehend the words? Do you know the meaning of the words you just recite? Now, everyone talks about discharge, and I'm telling you, it's the 14th Amendment that makes it where they don't have to pay HDR 192 because you're not a creditor. As a 14th Amendment citizen, you're a debtor. And it says uh, obligations... Okay, hold on. Let me read a little more. It says but neither the United States nor the state shall assume or pay any debt or obligation, obligation incurred in the aid of insurrection or rebellion against the United States. So that means that <laughs> the United States says 14th Amendments have to have driver's license. And you don't have yep. it, you're in an insurrection and rebellion. Because at the it's a catch-all. It, it said, yeah, it said no one can question the debt. So when you don't want to pay that, you're questioning the debt. And then it goes on and says, or any claim for loss or emancipation of any slave for all such debts, obligations and claims shall be held illegal and void. They just said they don't pay the bills of emancipated slaves. Mm, 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 mm. Which is everybody uh, that's been pulled in under the birth amendment. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, the birth so, certificate is prima facie evidence that you're 14th Amendment. Because it's self-evident. born in the United States. It's self-evident. It's a self-authenticating mm-hmm. document in itself. Right. So, so, first thing I tell people is, number one, America does not recognize dual nationality. And there's a reason, because if you had a nationality, you couldn't be born in the United States. It's true. So they don't want to recognize no one's nationality. And what they did was make us all believe we had a nationality. We don't. They gave us something called race. They call you white. They call me black. Neither one of those are race. Neither one of those are nationalities. Now, 100 years ago, everyone who came over here from somewhere overseas, on your green card, it would say Italian-American. Jonah, this one thing I I wanted to bring up before you go further, a lot of answers 
that I've actually found, and a lot of the pieces that you filled in for me are coming from these old documents before the systems were yes. set up, the way that it yes. used to be done. It's still yes. applicable, but they want you to believe that it's old and not usable anymore. Right. They want everyone to go by these colorful terms. They got us looking so they could use color of law against us. That's you right. know, we got to go back to whatever your ancestor was called. That's what you are called today. There's mm. no change. Mm. There's no change, right? So if you have that nationality, then you have dual citizenship. That means you weren't born in the U.S., right? Then That's the right. number one thing is you have to turn down their offer of you being a citizen. There's only one and way they prescribe for you to do that. It's called expatriation. There you go. But there's some. you got to do some house cleaning before you just abandon you your house. You've got to do a lot of first. house cleaning. You got to. You want to pack up, pack up your assets. Yes, you got to be able to operate privately. They said they won't let you out unless you know how to act up, operate privately. They said you know you'll have a problem renting apartments. You'll have a problem getting a house without the citizens. You won't be able to do nothing. So they make sure you actually are set up in trust and know how to operate out of those trusts to do commerce. Before they let you come out. Now, let me say this real quick. Uh, one thing that I've noticed, and you might have noticed a similar pattern. I really, since I've started reading the actual laws and, and the foundational right. contracts, if you will, the mm -hmm. remedy is typically hidden right in where the fraud was done. It's right there, uh, man. It's right, right in the there. same, and it's no it's almost as if they're covering their ass, like, oh, if anybody ever finds out, they can't right. make a civil claim against us because the remedy is there. Right. They've got a complete, Absolutely. what's called, this is what, they've got a complete all conditions precedent before meriting yep. the reward. And we talked a little bit Maximum about the foundational law. stuff, and we, we're about 40 minutes in, we never have enough time on the show, so I do want to switch I gears know. here. And maybe talk about remedies and then give you a chance to plug your uh, website, your show, whatever you're doing, because you're mm -hmm. showing people authentic remedies. You're showing them what the government has provided for anybody who will wake up as a remedy. And I really want that to be shared. So it, it, okay. now that we yeah, now that we've identified that the, the 14th Amendment is one of, if not the only, but one of the main linchpins of financial and uh, debt slavery, how do you go from there? All right. Uh, what, what I have found through my research is, like I said, I changed the birth record back to what it's supposed to be. I put whatever my ancestors was listed as, that's what I'm listed as. And I suggest everyone does that, do that. And how you go about that is you do a petition in Supreme Court in the county, and uh, you uh, actually go to them and say, hey, I want to change my name and correct my race nationality on that birth certificate. That's one of the first steps. Now, of course, you also had the uh, authentication of the birth certificate, which was crucial. And we really got a lot of things rolling when we did that. But, can I um, break? The, can I break in real quick and just, sure. I, just for my listeners? I want to break that, wrap it up nice and neat. Uh, so there's something called deeds and counter deeds. Everybody's familiar with a deed, uh, but they don't really know how that's typically used. 
A deed is a record. It's a record of a declaration of ownership or ti rights, titles, or interest in some sort of thing or property. And the person who holds the deed, the deed holder in hand, is a person who typically has the legal control, uh, generally speaking. Now, what they don't tell you is that if you make a claim and nobody responds to your claim based on a deed or a title or a right or interest in something, some property, a.k.a. the birth certificate, if you make a claim properly and you authenticate it, so you get it authenticated through their own government, the Secretary of State typically, mm -hmm. then that becomes a counter deed. And what does a counter deed do, Jonah? Doesn't it invalidate or counter destroy? Counter deed invalidates, destroys a public one. There you go. So what? If, and so then now you're the holder of that birth certificate. You're the person holder who has the claim course. to make the changes to it, and then you can go make your changes, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. With a few other Absolutely. steps. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yes, okay. indeed. Uh, cool. Cool. And, and please uh, then uh, we 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 teach how to uh, become private by uh, stop using the illegal destroyment altogether because those are called minimal contacts. So you would set up these different trust structures and get trustees, and um, we we show you how to get, take those trusts and turn them into CPN's credit profile numbers, where you can grab credits and have uh, credit cards in those names and private IDs in those names to do your everyday life where you're not using the straw man, the Fourteenth Amendment. Now through and, that, go ahead. Through doing that. Your transition to expatriation is smooth. That's right. So that's like the final straw. So let's just do a beginning timeline. Beginning timeline is making a claim on the deeds, the foundational deeds and titles yes. so that you're the owner. Yes. Then you mm -hmm. make your correction, make your corrections. Yep. And then from making the corrections, then you actually uh, you start setting up concurrently you start setting up your private estate your trust your this yes. or that in the private and then when you're ready you pull through notice to the IRS and some other mechanisms which you show you pull the uh, public straw man all those things in, to the extent that you can you pull all those stuff mm -hmm. into the private and claim it as your own and what most people don't understand is that from the very beginning of their lives the Rothschild kids and all these different Illuminati banker family kids this is how they're set up. They are vested yep. with their nationality they are and trust their states. They are taught trust from day one. They never yep. activate the straw man. Now, why? So, and then now let's get to the crux of the whole charging. Everybody's like, okay, well, this is all well and good, Jordan, you fucking guy, you crazy guys, you know, and Jonah. What if I get in trouble? Well, first of all, if you're still operating from that mind state, you probably shouldn't be doing this shit. You need to research some more and grab your balls, throw them on the table, and be you ready really to You really need to do that, and you power. need to get your injunction done. Get your That's injunction right. done so, so you can't get... You, you'll be put on the do not detain list. That's you right. You would have to you. actually do harm to a physical person or their property to get locked up. Now, and exactly. And I want to I want to say something about... Uh, essentially, there's a lot of people, like I said, that will say, oh, well, you know, I don't want to get locked up. Okay, well, you you mitigate your risk by doing the injunction, which people can find through you, and you'll drop yes. your websites in a, in a bit. Right. But then also, there's removing the minimum contacts, because I want to make it clear yes. that the crux, the crux of all criminal charges, the crux of all civil lawsuits, everything, 
is a minimum contact. And I've had lawyers yes, argue is. with me about this. And I told them, Jonah, I said, excuse me, if you can't get service of process on somebody and find them through their contacts and actually physically get that to them, what happens to your case? Oh, well, it gets dismissed because we don't have a claim. Yeah, thanks. That's what I, that's what I thought. You know, I hang up the phone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so that's exactly what you, you – you heard the game, hide the salami, hide the straw. Hide the salami. <laughs> <laughs> hide the straw, man, so you don't get fucked. <laughs> uh, hide, the, hide the straw man so they don't hide the salami somewhere where you don't want it. Exactly. Or that you don't end up within a jail cell with Bubba who likes to play that game too. Exactly. Oh Listen, man. Okay, man, the, the so we're is, about ten minutes ten left? minutes out from the end, Jonah. I want to give you this is your free for all. Uh, I want you to talk about anything you want. Drop a story. Plug your websites. Plug. Anything, okay. please, um, so that we can get you some more exposure. Not that you need it. You're pretty famous already, but still. <laughs> you think you want Well, we have a uh, July 23rd, 2017, right here in Atlanta. We have a workshop going on, status correction, expatriation, and renunciation, where we actually show you exactly the paperwork to do these things and do it properly where they're not going to be trying to kick you out of the country. And this is not and stuff that you've created necessarily. These are things that you're using that are ingrained in laws and statutes. This is going to be me breaking down their laws and proving it. <laughs> With their laws, this is what they tell you to do, is to come out of it, okay? Um, also, you, you can go to jonahbay.com uh, and pick up the injunction template. We got the injunction template for quite a few different states, where uh, probably about a third of them. We're working on trying to get all of them where you can be put on the do not detain list and properly, properly. And we show you how even if your um, family members aren't into this information, you can put their cars in the do not detain list and their cars, whoever's driving the car is protected. Mm. You know, uh, we're doing a whole bunch of things to protecting the families as much as possible and all that. If you, uh, have your car registered in, or in someone else's name or your name, it doesn't matter. What happens is if you do the injunction, um, whoever's in the car is protected. Wow, so wow, wow, plate, wow. Okay, the that's plate why. allows them okay. to know what car that is. So when they pull up behind the car, they know they can't pull that car over. Now, now that's is it, what you, you said, JonahBay.com? Yeah, JonahBay.com, and it's a blog okay. spot, and you can or it's my website there. It's connected to my website in the blog spot, and you can get all types of things that will teach you how to operate according to their laws and their rules. Mostly everything and, I do is based on Constitution. Exactly. And you do you also do a radio show and consultation Wednesdays, oh, yeah, and, and you're just dropping you, massive yeah. amounts of oh, knowledge wow. two, three times a <laughs> you're week. You're doing a better job than me. <laughs> They could uh, check me out. They could check me out at hindsightradio.com or hindsightblogradio.com. And I'm on Monday and Wednesday, every Monday and Wednesday, 7 um, p.m. to 10 p.m. And I teach these things and go over their documents. I mean, um, and then also you can check me out on Facebook at uh, Jonah Bay at facebook.com. And uh, I'm the only Jonah Bay, so you won't have no problem finding me. And um, 
would love to discuss it more. And I would love for y'all to even come on my show and me come back to your show. Oh, that would be so excellent. I'm also, uh, by the way, I know you guys need a 20-person minimum typically to cover expenses and stuff. I'm yes. also thinking yes. about putting together a huge seminar. I don't know how many people you can take. Uh, mm -hmm. what, what, when, when does it start to get too big for you for, like, teaching? Yeah, I, uh, uh, I've had 500. Okay, and okay, cool. I knew then how you're to good. handle that. I would think 1,000 is too much. <laughs> uh, hey, maybe I not, dude. There could be a day where we could much. do, like, a little uh, tour or something. And uh, right. <laughs> you never know. So, okay, well, well, thank you for dropping that. Um, I do want to just wrap up. I like to recap at the end. So, yeah. essentially, there's a lot of fraud that's been going on on states, Ooh. on nations, on people individually for a long time. That's global. It made its way to the United States around, you know, right at the formation of our country. And some fraud started trickling through in the during the Civil War. And then the Federal Reserve System was set up. The birth certificate registration systems were set up. The principles of law and equity, which had remained separate and inviolable for thousands of years, were merged together in what was called the Great Combining. And therefore, your pre-1933 and your post-1933 have been squeezed, sandwiched together so they can operate these mm -hmm. frauds. What Jonah is telling you is that the main primary fraud that's done on the states and the people, or excuse me, the control structure, is done through the uh, 14th Amendment. However, as in most cases, the remedy is usually found within uh, the actual source of the fraudulent thing. And then also there's some things that you need to do to protect yourself. The first thing you need to do is do the injunction, which I have done myself and had personal experience, which I'll tell you about before we leave the show. Then you got, got to authenticate your birth certificate, uh, which basically claims those foundational documents or that document. You correct the record. You do some other things, which Jonah teaches you in his seminars, which it, I got to tell you, there's a lot of guru guys that just hype up themselves. And the only thing that I hear, I've been to one of these before, the only thing that I hear from Jonah is literally like, this code says this, and this is what they're telling you here. And this is what you might do if you wanted to do it right, and yada, yada, yada. Right. So, yeah, and so and then this from is there, my disclaimer. The, the, disclaimer the final I use. Go ahead. Is this. Go ahead. This ain't my word. It's theirs. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're literally reading, reading from their codes, and there is there's a lot to be said for enforcement, Jonah. Because I do see a lot of people that are smart and get into this, and they're brave, but they don't really know how to stand on their square or enforce at the end right. their status and or capacity. And that's actually, I'm writing a manual right now, guys. It's already 40 pages long based on my personal experience in court. And I didn't even know any of this, Jonah. I wasn't even using the 14th or the constitutional, none of that. I was just straight fucking contracting with these guys. Like the, the dude was like, I'm going to hold you in contempt. And I just basically shot right back at him with my head up, my chest out, like, fuck you. You could kill me. I'm still going to stand for what I'm here for. And I said this, I am taking what you are telling me as your tacit agreement to be liable without any of your immunities, your franchise immunities, uh, in, for this case, and you're going to be converted on all liability as surety for this matter, and my time and my body are no longer collateral, and I expect to be set free to walk away from these premises uh, post-haste. What did they do? They fucking carried me out. Five bailiffs carried me out literally horizontally. I felt like Superman, Jonah. I, my, they, one of them right. had each one of my arms, my fucking legs fucking carried me out of the courtroom while the judge was smiling and i was like okay this guy's being a dick but what he was smiling about was 
okay, I, this guy, let's see what he does. And if he actually stands on a square when I put him in this jail cell, there's nothing else I can do. I got to let him out. What happened to me? Less than six hours later, I was out of the jail cell. No That's charges. Cool. And the and the charge of cannabis that was the origination that I was there for got dropped. Uh, they uh, non-suited it or withdrew it like two months later. So uh, <laughs> even just standing on what you believe in and not showing the fear will get you so far. And then the technical stuff and the substantial foundational stuff that Jonah is doing will protect you even more and actually get you out. Okay. Right. Um, I mean, once, once, once you're very, uh, you're well versed in the laws, uh, you start having uh, confidence in what you're doing because you know it's based off of their stuff. And they take an interest in you, too, if you do it right. Um, Jonah, do you remember yeah. the 1295 USC international process that, you know, all those guys were fl throwing around and Winston was doing it and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. A lot of times did, did it Go ahead. before they were supposed to. Before, exactly. So uh, they didn't correct their status, and a few people did the 1295 USC, and they were having a bad time. I did correct my status and for a couple other people, and I consulted and helped somebody on the side of the road who had seven fucking police officers. This happened twice, by the way. I've done this twice. Seven or more police officers behind them ready to break their window because they were traveling, and they said the only way this ends up with you is with you going to jail. And we did our whole thing, and I told them what to say based on what we had done, and they fucking called the FBI local office to check, and they let us go. So what happens mm -hmm. a couple months later, a couple months later, we're back in Texas. This incident happened in Arizona. We did the 1295 USC process to settle that debt uh, for those traffic tickets. And we come back to Texas and lo and behold, Austin local office FBI agents come up to uh, Kennedale, which is here by Dallas Fort Worth. They show up to our gate and just a friendly visit. It's two guys in a black unmarked SUV. They're like, hey, you know, we just want to check you guys out. We're here regarding some paperwork stuff that was done in Arizona, and we just want to make sure that you're not some partisan violent groups or whatever. Um, right. you know, what, what are you guys about? And we're like, well, we're just exercising our uh, inherent rights and, and our ability to access the courtrooms and the court systems and our processes and paperwork. We're doing those according to the law and what we believe is right and honorable and for full settlement of accounts because we don't like leaving bills unpaid. And no, we don't, uh, you know, subscribe to any of those groups. Well, they literally were, they literally smiled. It's always these nonverbal cues, Jonah, that they tell you what's going on. Right. They smile at us. They smile, hand us a business card, and they say, if you ever need anything or if you ever need anybody checked out, here's our card. Give us a call. Exactly. Got back there. Got back in their car, took off, and that was that. Right. Yes. Right. When yeah. they when you're when you're following the way they want you to do it, it it's pretty smooth going. You know, I, I I don't have the especially when you're doing the least amount of minimum contacts. They they know mm -hmm. what you're doing and uh, they like it. They really do. They they I've had judges. Okay. This doesn't happen very often, man. Judges really don't give a fuck about anybody. They only care about their pension and retirement and all this shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Moving up the ladder from associate judge to, you know, they spend 30 years there. Whatever. A municipal judge, back before I was doing anything, Jonah, I was back in high school, and all I was doing was copying what the attorneys were doing. I was like, 
may it please the court at this time i'm not aware of any evidence that's been entered properly according to this rule blah 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 and therefore at this time as we stand here today i would like to enter you know my verbal motion to dismiss and blah 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 and in support of you know all that shit but i was doing right. it right and i was getting success and i had a municipal judge he went back behind the bench into his office, ran out of the fucking courtroom, and met me in the parking lot and shook my fucking hand. He shook my yep. hand and, and said, you need to get your ass in law school. And I never did because yeah. I had a background with cannabis charges and shit like that. But, you know, that they, when you do it right, they fucking respect you, man. Yes, they do. Yes, and they do. That, by, I by mean, the way, a lot that of was, these judges don't like the system either. They don't, and they just sit in there. They're so jaded, Jonah. All they see is these un, uneducated, whiny, mm -hmm. blaming, complaining little, uh, you know, uh, debtors, if you will, that have committed yep. a crime or whatever. And they get so jaded. And when somebody like this comes through, and they're not doing the rah rah rah, I'm the freeman on the land, and the blah blah blah, but he fucking blah. And, you know, <laughs> Why are you talking we about were, that? We were there, like We that, were man. We were there at some point. But <laughs> when you don't do that, they respect you. And that judge, by the way, that was a guy that pulled me aside. The next case I was in, he pulled me aside, and he told me, he disclosed to me how he was, his whole families have been Masons their entire lives. And he said that if you do this one, these couple sets of things, when you get pulled over, most police officers are trained to recognize you as a member of, a, uh, of the police force or a family member or a wife uh -huh. of a judge, whatever. And I'll, I'll drop it real quick, and then I'll let you out, out the show. But basically, if you get pulled over, you turn your flashers on, you pull over to a safe spot, that's standard. Then you basically turn the keys off, you turn the car off, remove the keys, put them on the dashboard on the left-hand side of the steering wheel. And in most states, that will be directly under the stickers that they're trained to look at when they walk up on you. They're always mm -hmm. looking in the rearview mirror for danger to look for weapons and they're, to see what your hands are doing. And they're always looking in, for the stickers to see what they can get you for. So he says that if you put your hands on the steering wheel, the keys underneath the sticker, you crack the window just a little bit, and that's also in case you got some smells or whatever, and then you turn and be ready. Turn with your hands on the wheel and be looking at them. And what they do is nine times out of ten, they'll, they'll pretend, like, can I see your license, registration, blah, blah, blah. They'll take it back. They'll come right back, and they'll let you go. Now, mm -hmm. what you've done with the injunction is basically what I've experienced myself is I have cannabis in the car, smoking. i got my wife there. Man. We're driving. We're driving, uh, whatever, right? We were, the guy we were pulls me over. What, what happened? These guys, Joey Bounce, had all types of cannabis and stuff right there, where the cops seen it, all that. And it's extremely illegal there. Of course. In less than five minutes. Have a good day. Bye. <laughs> and they checked the, the five-minute rule, Jonah, the five-minute rule. That's They know they who you the are when they pull you over. They just want to make sure that you're about what you're about and you're the one actually driving. Right. So that's what happened to us. We got pulled over. The guy's like, he. I almost thought he was gonna say, "Smells pretty good in there," you know, or make some sort of comment. <laughs> and one thing yeah, I do because I, mean, I know that you can be colorable, and we're almost at the end of our show, but I know that you can be colorable. So what? One thing that I do is I don't worry about handing over the license. I just I don't identify with it. So instead of here's my license, here's my name, or my name is, I just say I literally it freaks him out. The name that you want is 
the license you've asked for is the blah 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 is here and i give it to him and that guy mm-hmm. took it he literally he like he didn't look he like took it and grabbed it and put it by his side the minute he did that i was like okay this is just like um what do they call it a dog and pony show it's just acting yeah. comes back and he smiles at me and says have a good day mr askew hands me my license back i'm on my way free and clear injunction that was you buddy that was you, Jonah. I give you all the credit for that. Yes, uh, it, it actually—it's the Constitution. That's what we're supposed well, to use. It was your channel, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I thank yes, you for that. Sir. You're welcome. You're quite welcome. Well, it's been very uh, fun having this discussion with you and you guys. Um, looking forward to doing it again. Let's make it uh, happen before it takes two years again. And uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> You're you're so welcome. It's been an honor to have you. Uh, literally, this is like one of the best. You know, I've had a guy that's one of the best uh, or the most experienced near-death person in the entire world, the le- world's Whoa. leading recognized person besides myself because I've had over 100 near-death experiences my entire life, Whoa. and I've been dead before. Uh, so up up with that guy, you guys are like the top You know, that's episodes. funny. I've been dead before, too, when I got hit by a car around uh, 11 years old. Oh man! And see, this most of the people that are the way that we are and doing what we're doing have had something like that. They, they have yeah, had the fear funny. of that's death removed from their life. Uh huh. That's real funny. <laughs> All right. W- w- everything, like everything aside, I love you, man, and I love what you're doing. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. I've got to get you out here in Texas to do a, a seminar, so I'll be in t- touch with you on that. And then right. again, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, JonahBay.com. Find you on Facebook, Jonah, J-O-N-A-H-B-E-Y. And uh, until next time, guys, just pierce the veil and the truth will reveal itself. We'll see you on the next episode. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Jonah.